Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Sensate Podcast. I'm Will. It's just me today, folks. Um, I know it's going to be quick and boring if it's just me by myself, so I want to put out another call for people to join me on the show and participate. Um, you can send mail to mail at senseipodcast.com or ping me on Twitter or Facebook. Um yeah, I didn't want to have a set cast for this show. I just kind of wanted to you know, find people who were available for each week. You know, with a set cast, you kind of have to coordinate times around everybody's schedule. And it's usually easier just to pick a set time each week. And I didn't want to have to plan my life around another podcast. I'm already doing that on um, two other podcasts. So I kind of wanted to plan the podcast around my life. So I usually announce a date a few days in advance date and time. I'm do it on Twitter and Facebook. I'll try to remember to keep doing it, to start doing it on the website so more people can see it. So I know a lot of people aren't on Facebook or Twitter. So yeah, it'll be a lot more fun if I have someone to bounce off of and not just sit here talking to myself. So if you want to participate, let me know. And if you've already mentioned an episode later on that you want to be on might be good to remind me again because I'm not always somewhere I can write things down. I do have a document now where I'm starting to keep up with all that, but I haven't always had that. So just ping me again and let me know. That being said, most of the recordings are probably going to be sometime on Sunday. So the only Sensate news I have today is that Sensate will have a panel at San Diego Comic-Con. Man, I wish I could go... Maybe next year. Well, I'll say next year. I always say next year, and I never do. So I'm probably never going back to Comic-Con. I went 2011, and it, you know, it's just such a hassle. It was a hassle then, and I know it's supposedly even harder now just to get tickets. And then and I don't mind waiting in line so much, but just getting so expensive and getting tickets is hard. And I have two Comic-Cons here in Portland that I can go to and still have a great time meet more celebrities at the Portland Comic Con so than I do at San Diego Comic Con and get to see some great panels and cool cosplay. But for San Diego Comic Con, the Sensei panel is going to be on Thursday, July 9, from 5 to 6 in room 5AB. I think I've seen a panel in that room before. All I know now is that JMS is going to be there. I don't know if any of the cast would be there. You would think that maybe they could get a few of them. I don't think they're, they'll be filming season 2 at that point, but JMS is great. When I heard there's going to be a Babylon 5 panel, I was really regretting not getting a chance to go. It's going to have most of the uh, living cast is going to be there for Babylon 5. Pretty cool. Excuse me. Uh, so today we're here to discuss episode 3 of Sensate. Or I am here. <laughs> I'm used to having somebody with me. Episode 3, Smart Money is on the Skinny Bitch. And yeah, predictions were correct. Son is the skinny bitch. She's awesome. This episode was directed by the Wachowskis, and it was written by JMS and the Wachowskis. Working with a slightly different recording setup here, so I may pause a little bit to try to remember how to mute the mic and everything. So the little... We start out, little boy seeing a head being cut open, and a little girl says not to look at him. That's how they got me, and we see older Will watching a little bit. There's this dream going on. So, I need to go back and watch this episode. Is this little girl Sarah Petrell, or is this little girl that's young Riley? I'm not sure. 
think it's Sarah Portrayal, but I don't know. And, yeah, Will leaves the hospital, and I'm supposed to be doing a recap, so... Yeah, Will's storyline was very interesting, how he wanted to talk to Jonas, but he can't get access. What's going on? Jonas was already taken away by Homeland Security, so whoever is after the Sensates must be somebody powerful. Maybe government is involved somehow. Maybe. I don't know. Um, and we, Will isn't as much of the focus of this episode. We do see him bleeding over into Sun. Story Louis, that's my dog playing with a toy. If you can hear that. And there's this one part where they're both looking at red files. He's looking at some information about Sarah Petrell and she's looking at, I guess, I don't know, some financial information. Maybe I don't know. And you see a lot of younger versions of the characters in this episode. There's a part where young Will hears Sarah say, help me, Will. And he gets, oh, seems to have that on his mind. He goes to do some target practice and that plays into Cathias's story a little bit later. But that we don't really see a lot of Will. Let's see who else is in this episode. Leto and his partner Hernando and their dealings with Daniela. And obviously they don't really want her to be, or at least Will, uh, Leto doesn't want her to be as big a part of a life as she, as part of their life as she does. He wants to be able to be comfortable, be himself. And she kind of wants to get to know the real him too. And she tells him about a guy that she was involved with, named Joaquin. I always kind of like the name Joaquin. Apparently things were kind of serious with him and he thought, she was gonna, he was gonna marry her and she ended up fucking his best friend just to kinda, I know, I guess that's how she wanted to end it. And later on, Joaquin visits Lido on the set of his movie and they go out to lunch and he just wants to find out if she's happy and Lido goes right for the jugular like Joaquin advised earlier and says, yeah, it's the happiest she's ever been and kinda get the impression that Joaquin isn't happy about that, and he's going to come get revenge later. We see a little bit of Kala, who's going to get married in two days to her fiancé. I don't remember what his name is, and there's something, a lecture, a presentation going on about how some drugs are killing people. There's a nice line in there about how she's getting married, not lobotomized, considering Nomi's story. That was a reference to that. I say this episode, Riley's story, was probably the one that interested me the most. She runs. Okay, I did like how she enjoyed the uh, piano player, reminded her of her dad, and she gives all that money to the uh, street artist. And she runs into her friend Shugs, who's with his girl Bambi. Now the guy that plays Shugs, I looked him up. He was in Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. He played a young Tom Riddle. And the actor, his father, plays Dennis Baratheon on Game of Thrones. Pretty cool. Yeah, this is where we find out that Riley is from Iceland in this episode. And she misses her dad in the winter. I thought it was interesting what she said about Iceland, how, yeah, people are used to the darkest of spring where people go crazy when the sun comes back. And apparently Bambi tuned into the fact that Riley tried to commit suicide. She could figure that out. She's Australian. 
And I think that may be all we saw of Raleigh in this episode. We can talk about Sun, who is ignoring a phone call from Mr. Jung. And I guess her secretary calls and says that, um, comes in and says that, you know, Mr. Jung needs you to pick up the phone. If you don't, he'll call the authorities. And she wants to go speak to her father, which I guess may be blowing her off. And she leaves a message for her father by punching through the desk, which I guess if you didn't know anything about her character, you know, it might be a hint that maybe she's little more than just the vice president of this company. And later on, she's going somewhere, stuck in traffic, still ignoring Mr. Jung's calls, leaves her phone in the cab, and she's getting bandaged up. Apparently she's done this before. She always comes back. And I wasn't sure. Is this the first time we've seen Sun smile when she's getting ready to go out for her fight? Skip to Nomi for a second. She's being forced to take this medicine. <laughs> the nurse said that she's allowed to use force to make her take the medicine. And, yeah, they're going to try to um, do her surgery in 24 hours. And later on when they do... They are getting ready for the surgery. The fire alarm goes off. We have a little flashback to when Neat said that she would burn the place down rather than let them do something to her. So she's thanking Neat that she's being taken back to her room where the fire is going on. Do 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 do. And Kathy is probably my favorite storyline in the episode, other than Sons. Kind of bleed together. So Kathy is uh, talking to his friend. I don't remember what his friend's name is, but he wanted to be a zebra or a zebra when he was younger because they always have food, the grass. And they're going to try to get some medicine from his mom and they come across a Mr. Fuck Off. Or was it Fuck You? It was Mr. Fuck Off, I think. And they managed to negotiate some psychological techniques to get a good deal on the medicine. But later on, while they're driving their bus, they get robbed by some guys. And they take all the money and the medicine and they take this old lady's ring. And Caffius decides he's going to go get it back. And you know, most, almost everybody gets off the bus. He makes his friend get off so he won't get hurt. The old lady's going to stay because that's her only thing she has left of her husband. I love the little Meijan Claude protect you as he was leaving. So we're going to get some inner cut scenes with Sun getting ready to fight and Kathy is going after the robbers. And I love this where Sun beats the guy's ass. Yeah, I, forgot, I skipped over the part where we hear the line, smart money's on the skinny bitch. Her opponent didn't want to fight her because she's a girl. So Kathy is doing all right by himself and t- takes out some of those robbers with a pipe and bleeds over into Will's storyline where Kathy picks up that gun and... Will, you know, does the shooting, so of course, for him, sort of. But then this big guy jumps out and starts beating up Caffius, and yeah, still, I, I really enjoy how they, you know, showed these powers working. Still, not a hundred percent sure on how they work, but you see Caffius in the ring, asking for help. He. Tr- and you know, then Sun starts taking some hits, but then all of a sudden she's in Africa bidding up the robber and also bidding up the guys in the ring. And the last of the robbers in Africa drive off, I'll fuck you, Van Damme. <laughs> and the old lady says he is Van Damme, and 
see Suns won her fight. See what else? We did see some bleed over with Leto and Riley when Riley was going up the stairs and uh yeah, Leto's in Mexico. Mm. Some other things I noticed that I think Daniela said that Joaquin was in San Diego. I don't know if that's something Jay there's a San Diego's kind of important in Babylon five. I don't know if that's a JMS thing or not. Maybe he really likes San Diego. Do 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 I think we saw Nomi. Uh no, maybe no that's was son. Yeah, so overall I enjoy the episode. Uh yeah, of the first three it was the best. The show's getting better. I really enjoyed the Sun and Kathy's storylines and this episode. Oh, it was really great. I'd say my favorite sensate is Sun. My favorite non sensate I'm gonna say it's the lady that was in Van Damme in the bus with Van Damme. I don't have any feedback this week. If you want to send feedback, send it to mail at sensatepodcast.com. Just any thoughts about whatever episode we're discussing that week. Sorry for just kind of recapping the episode and maybe not really going into it a whole lot. Next week we'll be back with episode four, What's Going On? And those of you who have seen it probably know what the title is. It's a reference to. It'll be the end of the first act. So, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy listening to the show, and I'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.